welcome to the pop-in. This is an adjacent podcast of Flop Stars, which is back for season six. You will have weekly episodes in your feed twice weekly. Flop Stars. One is the pop-in, wrapping up the new music stories of the week. The other is a deep dive on a classic album. Um, we'll do it every week until the year is out, and then we'll wrap up the year with a bang, and then we might have a couple of weeks off and then come back for season seven. We're, we're committed, you see. It took six seasons. We are committed. We promise. <laughs> We're going to wrap up some of the big new releases of the week, including the controversial Sam Smith and Kim Petras song. We've got new music for the 1975. Our flow going to be the biggest new band in the world. And Lil Nas X has new music as well. But first, Sam Murphy is your name at Pop Sam Cam, wherever you get your social media from. Uh, also, the intern's creative. Sam, I, I've missed you. The last time the last time I saw you was actually in the flesh when you were getting married under the beautiful hot skies of Italy. How does it feel to be a to be a betrothed married person now? <laughs> oh, shackled. Absolutely shackled. Have it's you ref- funny that you missed me because this is the least amount of time we've gone seeing each other physically since we started the podcast. Literally. Because we started the podcast the first week of the pandemic. That was not on purpose, but it was a happy coincidence. Then we didn't see each other up until, what, this year? So we've seen each other quite a few times this year. So I'm happy that we're back um, having an online relationship. Yeah, this is where I feel most comfortable because if I get sick of you, I can just switch you off, but you can't really do that in person, particularly <laughs> when it's like... done once before. The time... <laughs> <laughs> you particularly can't turn someone off in person when it's like the most important week of their life as well, which is a disappointing no. situation no. to be in. You were in a good position to do so because you were MC. So you I really was. could have taken it the wrong way, but you did it. I mean, I did have an on and off switch on the mic. Actually, no, I didn't have an on and off switch on the mic. Um, the DJ, DJ Fabio, was that his name? Um, yes. He had he had the on and off switch. I had to rely on him. He was like my my little my mixer. Um, and Somehow the DJ who played us out um, after our speeches to White Dress by Lana Del Rey, which was <laughs> extremely dramatic, walked back to the table. And extremely you too. Um, so yeah, congratulations. I suppose are in order from the podcast family to to you and to the beautiful Bianca Bosso. Um, Thank you. On your on your your uh, nuptials, as they say. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough, Enough of, of that. that. It's not the Kardashians. No. Let's talk about- I like the pop-in because it's like a good chance for us to actually catch up with the podcast crew and, um, and you know, let everyone know what's been going on. Nothing's been happening here. I'm still <laughs> four years single. Give us an take a mile. Yeah. If you like the personal stuff, we'll give you a whole three hours of it. <laughs> Send us one tweet saying you like the personal stuff and we'll do an entire separate episode about personal lives. Yeah. That'll be fine. But time to tap into the pop-in. Flop stars. What's been happening this week? Only the announcement of the return of one of the biggest, uh, I want to say pop stars, but everything stars on the planet to music. I stopped the conversation on, that I was having on Sunday when I just casually scrolled my phone and saw the picture of her holding the football, which is the only time I will ever stop a conversation for a picture of a football. <laughs> but I was at the pub drinking a beer, so I only felt right. <laughs> but bloody Rihanna at the Super Bowl, which feels to me like the one who has been top of the pile for the last decade. Ever since Beyonce did it, I feel like all eyes have been on Rihanna to do it. And she's finally taken the bait. 
Yep, it's so impressive. And and I won't lie, when I saw that Apple Music were taking over from Pepsi as the, the partner for it, I knew they were going to get something big. My eyes were going more yeah. towards what they did last year with the supergroup kind of feel and bringing a bunch of kind of yeah. mega stars together. But when I heard they were going down the female pop star route and that Taylor had said no, I really was ra- yeah. racking my brain as to who they were going to get. I can't say Rihanna came to mind because I've just put her so far back. I don't know about you. I've put her so far back in terms of being a present musical force because she's just so busy oh, yeah. and iconic with everything else. But, but you know, this feels like the right stage. If Rihanna's going to return to music for the first time in nearly a decade, this is the right stage to do it on the biggest stage in the big. world. Your yeah. mind went straight to Megan Trainer, didn't it? As of did course. Mine. Yeah. A yeah. super group of Megan Trainer, remaining members of GRL, um, I thought could maybe do a du- <laughs> dual performance. And BB Rexa. And BB Rexa just to top it all off. Who, since our last Flop Stars episode, has had her first ever Australian number one and one of her She's biggest no hits of all time. Flop. We're so proud. Take Go- her out of the pile. Yeah, and re-release. We have um, raised her and now we let her fly. <laughs> like a dove. Um, re-release You Can't Stop the Girl also. That's my my next plan now that BB's got some platform. <laughs> anyway, we've gone, of course gone way off track already. But yeah, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Do we expect new music beforehand? I mean, you never know with Rihanna. What I feel like will happen is she'll release a one-off single with DJ Coloured and some random rap feature. Yeah. And then we won't hear from her again. Yep. And she'll perform We Found Love as a Ballad. And <laughs> that'll be the end of it. That'll be it. And she'll be out of the zeitgeist again. And she'll just again. throw lip gloss out to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I did like all the memes about the idea that she would just rock up in a bunch of new Fenty Beauty products and just like parade around yeah. for a few minutes and then put a new line online. <laughs> The Jess Glynn one of her, like, taking off the makeup on stage. (laughs) That's going to be it, I'm sure. Yeah. So it remains to be seen what's actually going to happen with Rihanna. But, you know, it's it's exciting nonetheless. It feels like the right time. You know, the the kid has arrived. You know, she seems in a decent place. She's sort of been working, you know, sort of hovering with ASAP as he kind of does his musical stuff, which I presume would light a fire under you after a few years seeing your partner on stage, you know, entertaining those crowds as someone who has Flopping. done that for so long, <laughs> you can, you would definitely start to get the, get the bug again, I suppose. So maybe this will be a proper resurgence, but I do worry, like you said, that there'll be one single. This is kind of what happened when Gaga did Coachella, remember? Um, she put out The Cure yeah. and everyone was like, oh my God, the proper return of Pop Gaga. She put out The Cure and then fucking dipped and we never heard yeah. from her again. So I worry that's going to happen, but it all remains to be seen. Let's hope. We've got it. Here's hoping. Yeah, we can be optimistic. It's enough for now. It's enough for now. We'll take it. Another of the biggest uh, pop stars on the planet um, is is venturing into new territory with mixed reviews thus far ahead of the, the, the movie Don't Worry Darling, which is in cinemas, I think, early November, but is already going around the festivals and causing quite a scene. Of course, we're talking about I Harry Styles. I think it's Styles. out here now. Is it's it? It's in cinemas here. Yeah, Why is out. Australia like this still? It's 2022. We cannot afford because to be we six to weeks behind. We have to send the tape in the mail. That takes two and days. And they get it at Dendi. Dendi. <laughs> <laughs> and they unpack it carefully. They get it at Village Cinemas. Birch, Carol and, and Coyle. Get- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. But this movie, oh my God. <laughs> 
the drama surrounding it has been... I don't even think we need to unpack it. There's been Mm. enough unpacked about it, but this movie would be more interesting if it was made into a film about the making of the movie than the actual movie itself. Absolutely. There's so much going on that I can't keep up with and I don't know if I want to keep up with it either. What I feel like is crazy is I've never seen really a pop star take on like mainstream big screen cinema at the same time that their career is having, that their music career is having like its biggest moment. Like when you think of Gaga, she wasn't at the peak of her musical powers when she did A Star Is Born. Yeah. Or when she did, what, did she do anything before that? Or was that the first one? Um, that, was, that was the mainstream, you know, critically acclaimed one. moment for her. Yeah. But it's just crazy that he feels the need to do these two films that seem to be doing damage to his career while his music career is just absolutely popping off the chain. Yeah, the timing seems very... Uh, I was about to say suspicious. There's nothing suspicious about it, but it just definitely doesn't seem like it's it's helpful to him. It feels more of a hindrance than anything. And yeah, why could we not wait a few more years? Is it maybe the fact that the scripts of these movies and the you know the reason that he's involved in them um, is because they spoke to him, you know, in a in a in a manner that could not wait a couple of years. You know, were these films that felt like he he had to do them now? Um, and maybe this is I the mean, idea of experimenting for a new blueprint where you can be simultaneously a music and movie star like in the 60s and 70s, like the Elvises of the world. You know, can you do both yeah. simultaneously again? Maybe this is an experiment of whether you can be that blueprint, but I suppose you've got to go in there with pretty surefire bets on whether the, the film's going to be incredible. And unfortunately, apparently it's not. Can I just say, no, knowing my taste in film, though, I'll fucking love this thing and I'll want to watch it yeah. 50 times because I seem to like everything that everyone else thinks is shit. <laughs> Good. Well, it was made for you then. Hop along to the cinema. <laughs> I welcome it. Um, yeah, anything else to unpack there? I mean, there's the other. No, there's another no, Harry movie, isn't there? Is there another Harry movie? There's another Harry movie. My Policeman. There's the Don't Worry Darling one, which is the non-gay one, and then there's My Policeman, which is the gay one. Well, that's the one I want. That's the one I'm most keen for, is My Policeman. Well, that's the one that's getting better reviews, so you'll probably hate that. (laughs) (laughs) The other big flop star that we need to talk about this week um, that's that's caused a stir. I sound like a a celebrity gossip reporter that, like, one of the breakfast television shows plants in Hollywood. Well, this is our time to be gossipy, is the pop-in. I welcome it. Um, Adam Levine, I mean, let's talk about it. Horny old man gone awry (sighs) or problematic predator? (laughs) You decide. (laughs) We'll put a poll up. It's hard to tell because the messages themselves are enough. It's He's got the, like, suaveness of a (laughs) 14-year-old. Who's just going through puberty. But then to re-hit up this woman and say he's going to name his child after her. Like, I mean... The fuck? There's not even any, like, proof that they actually met up in real person and, like, real life. And he's going to name his kid after her. It, it's a choice, isn't like, it? Come on. To be fair, I really like the name. I think Sumner's quite a nice name. And it would definitely be it's on my shoulder. I mean, that's beside the point, isn't it? I did. To be fair, he I did. have done it and not messaged her. Yeah, yeah, true. But that w- I reckon that would have been, exactly, that would have been weirder. That would have been weirder to be the woman involved and go, hang on, I had this weird chat with Adam a few years ago and now he's called his kid Sumner. But also, like, is Adam Levine a big enough celebrity that, like, 
Sumner would have known about the baby news a few years later. Like, are we really? I didn't Surely. know that he had He's a child. A celebrities. Yeah, true. And I suppose if I you didn't have... even know he was married, so he could have gotten away with it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Just one simple Wikipedia search. Yeah, it's a it's a funny one, and I think I think it's become such a joke and a meme now that any new music Maroon Five try and come through with is going to be, you it's know, sort done. of it's done. It's tarnished by this, and it becomes a joke, I suppose. And you know, you you're seeing all these TikToks of people singing Maroon Five songs but replacing the lyrics with the DMs. Um, by the way, that's done. Can we finish that? That's all. That's finished now. I've seen enough the of the meme. Them. Yeah, the meme. Yeah, I've seen no, it was fun for a bit, but yeah, yeah let's move on. It was good like something two weeks new. ago. Something new. Speaking of yeah. something new, Speaking let's, of. let's have a look at some of the big new songs of the week. Flop Stars. Starting with Lil Nas X, Star Walker. Ready to go far, Star this is for League of Legends, which I believe to be some sort of video game. Do you understand this more? I do not know. Great. I have no further information. <laughs> As a song, um, what, what do we think of this, bop or flop? Is there anything in between bop or flop? No, we've, just, we've established what? this over many episodes that you must not fence it. Um, you must okay, decide well, one I'm side. Okay, then I'm going to go flop. Okay, okay, talk to me more. I just feel like it's so overproduced, too smooth, not enough of that Lil Nas personality. I liked the one before this about the BET Awards. Mm. Like that had a little bit more flair. Yeah. I don't think it really gets into its own, this song, until it's like, been that since I came out of my mama. That yeah. kind of, that's when it gets good. And the condom, but, the condom uh, lyric as well. Yeah, that's the lyric. That's yeah. when I'm like, oh, that's Lil Nas X. But apart from that, the rest of it feels a little bit um, uh, middling to me. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I, I kind of do want to fence it, but you can't. Um, I think it makes sense for what it's meant to be, which is a song for a video game. And I think yeah, he probably makes... I a, think so too. Yeah, and I think as a guy who came up, you know, as a meme star, essentially, you know, he, he sent Old Town Road viral through his own meme ability yeah. and, you know, that he learned from being a barb. Um and I think he makes a lot of sense in the sort of internet space. I sound 106 when I say that, but he makes a lot of sense in the video game space, I think. He is a, yeah. an icon for the very young generation. Um, so I think it's a perfect match for that. The song itself is not going to set the world on fire, but I'm willing to give it bop territory. But j- just sort of like, you know, when you're on a fence, I'm using a pen to d- illustrate this, and you're sort of hanging with your hands and your legs are dangling. I'm on the... what. Hanging off the fence, about to jump into bop territory, but not quite there. That's where I am. For context, I can see what's going on, and I'm still not sure what the reference is. Yeah, so, so I'm jumping off the fence. Anybody listening is going to have no idea. Well, that's why you should follow us on, on TikTok at FlopStarsPod and on our personal Instagrams, because we've decided that's what, what's called a content strategy. Um, yes, so, but I don't think that's worth chopping into it. Uh, a video for isn't to talk it? to you. Uh, I, I thought it was really well illustrated, so maybe. Um, moving right along, Sam Smith and Kim Petras, Unholy, this song that people didn't actually think was going to be a real thing until it came out. Because it just feels equal parts like a perfect collaboration and also a weird collaboration. Um, your thoughts? So I didn't know... That it had gone viral. I'd heard it a few times on TikTok, mm. but I didn't actually know that it was doing as well as it was doing. And I did think that I'd heard it a few too many times and they'd been teasing it for a bit too long. I feel like this is a perfect 
rejuvenation for both of them because mm. Sam, the last album probably didn't do as well as they wanted it to do. Certainly wasn't in the charts for as long. And Kim has been in what she calls um, pop star jail where they haven't been letting her release anything and problematic leaked and was apparently shelved. So to come back from those two eras, which are the floppiest of floppy eras, to have this song that's now number one on global Spotify, number one on US Spotify, like it's a massive hit. And that's impressive. I think the song is like, unlike anything I've heard, aimed at radio. (laughs) It's bonkers. And I've got to go big bop. These are two artists you'd like to see doing well. I think I think they've both got yeah. important stories to tell and they've both, you know, had an opportunity to be one thing but consistently broken that mould. I mean, you look at Sam, yeah. who was pigeonholed as, especially as a traditional male artist, um, you know, with, yeah. the, with the suits and the ballads and has really had to work hard and, and go through some flop eras to break that mould and come through and do stuff that makes sense to them. Um, and Kim, yeah. Kim in a very similar way but different music, I mean, came out as this perfect pristine pop star, but then has, has, has made sure that she can, you know, experiment and, and go a bit bolder and brasher and more unique and incorporate horror yeah. and incorporate really sexy stuff into it. Now I think they meet together in a moment that makes so much sense for both of them and they bring together that sort of like religious iconography that obviously for LGBTQ people is a really unique relationship to have um, and they bring all that yeah. together with, you know, that thumping beat and you see that go to number one. I mean, it's it's a nice story, isn't it? It's a nice story. It's cool. It's a great story. Yeah, and I think Kim Kim is playing with fire, putting a Rihanna name drop in there. Um, but I think she can get away with it because because it's a bloody hit. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know, I don't think it's the greatest song, but I'm I'm definitely here for what it's doing. If that makes sense, I don't think it's an objectively excellent yeah. pop song, but I really like what they what they've, how they've brought it together. Um, so yeah, it's an absolute bop from me. It's giving a bit of "I'm Ready" with Demi Lovato from the Sam end, but you know, oh, it's not <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a cheeky bit. But, you know, refined version of I'm Ready with Demi. Uh, next song to talk about is from the Australian pop star Psycho alongside Flume and Chrome Sparks. It's called Ripple. Um, the top line done with Sarah yeah. Aaron's, the remarkable hit maker for songs like was Zed, it? Happy and, and Stay. And uh, what was the other one? The Middle. Just one of the biggest streaming songs of all time. What was the other one? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't so. remember because I said Happy, which is not a song by Zed. It's Happy Now. Um, so, yeah, this this one's this one's an interesting one. Psycho is playing in some very impressive areas. I think she's such a little pocket rocket. She's about to support Dua Lipa and she's also on the Flume tour. She's doing, doing pretty much... And Tame Impala. So that's three pretty big supports to do at the, the latter half of the year in Australia. Um, yeah. yeah what's, your, what's your take, especially for someone who's, you know, not hearing Psycho on the radio every 15 minutes like we are in Australia? Love it. Absolute smash. I have really liked what she's done up until this point, but nothing enough to, like, really um, yell her name from the rooftops. But this song I'll do it for. Yeah. Such a, a great song. Yeah, I think... Um, she she's always played on the, on the very outskirts of alt pop and always had some really interesting top lines, interesting production on everything that's not quite typical of of what you'd expect from an emerging pop star. And I think she's really 
carved a yeah. brilliant lane from that. Um, she's an absolute festival favourite now. I will say I don't think the production quite goes where I want it to go. I think it's a little bit understated and that might take me a little bit of time to get used oh, to. I, I like that. Yeah, there, I think there's something endearing about it, um, but it, it just doesn't quite go as hard as I, I think it probably could have, especially with those those names on board. Um, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from, from the production side, but that top line is impeccable. And yeah, I think it will be a grower for me. Um, and I just like seeing that artist play in these spaces because she's a good egg and a, and a, a talented yeah. one and... Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. So it's a, yeah, it's a bop. I think it could, it could go harder, but it's a bop. Wow, you're harsh today. I know. I'm 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 in my music journalist era. I mean, my are, music. You are crit- very serious. Oh, there was a whole panel at Australia's biggest music conference about how we need to bring back criticism. So I'm I'm taking notes from that. Oh, great. And um, I'm making sure I'm extra critical oh of God. everything. <laughs> Spare me. Give me a break. Spare me. Because what we, what we need more of is negativity. I've always agreed with that. Negativity. We need more negativity. In this world, yeah. we need to rip people down more. I did say to you before we started the podcast, be negative about most things today. You did. You, and you're doing well, um, actually. Uh, yeah. You've taken that note on board. I try to take your advice where possible. Um, sometimes it's shit, though, so I won't. <laughs> Let's talk about Shania Twain. <laughs> In her brand new single, um, there's an album coming with this as well for Waking Up Dreaming. Yeah, you probably know more about this than me. Uh, yeah, because I watched the documentary the other day. Have you seen Is that, that? out? Yeah, nah. it's out. Well, Australia, you might still have a year to wait. <laughs> they've, got um, to ship the, they've got to ship the tapes over, you see. They've got to ship the Netflix crate <laughs> over. It's just a bunch of USB sticks um, that they have to plug into Australian Netflix. Go zoop, zoop, zoop. <laughs> And then we get stuff, but it has to come on a carting ship just to stop halfway in Tonga and refuel. <laughs> Sorry, as you were. Anyway, the documentary is shit. It's really bad. Oh, it's, thanks. She's in it, obviously, because it's about her. We're talking about the one of the most influential people in country pop, a woman who just like absolutely smashed open the box for what it means to be a country star and what it means to be a pop star even. And the way she explored fashion, the motifs she explored in her music, it was game changing. And this documentary, she may as well have been a, a checkout chick at Woolworths. It was so uninspiring. Like it was just basically her. Stop. Stop what? the clock. Stop what? the clock. There's breaking news. What? Australian Idol judges revealed. <gasps> Who are they? Kyle Sanderlands. No. Oh, my. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> and the last two will kill you. Megan Trainer. Yes. <laughs> and Amy Shark. <gasps> No. I'm sorry. I had to stop that down. Kyle Sanderlands, Harry Connick Jr., Megan Trainer, Amy Shark. That what is it. That is quite a foursome. Holy shit. That's oh astonishing news. Well, that's <sighs> going to be a hit. I think it's next year it comes out. Anyway, back to Shania. You were back in the middle Shania. of shit canning the doco. Documentary was shit. I'm aware we're really waffling on the pop ends, meant to be quick and. Anyway, the documentary was not good. This song's not good. Um, I just, I don't know. I, what do you want from a person in this stage of their career? I don't know. But like yeah. this, trying to like um, get into the trendy pop sounds is, is not where she needs to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, I think as well, I think as well, it it feels like Zara Larson all the time, video wise as well, but like your mum doing a shit parody of it. Oh, yeah, the video is shocking. That's the vibe. It's appalling yeah. video, and the woman deserves more, but it's a difficult one because what do you do at this stage in your career? You know, you still want to be active. You don't want to be someone who's just got hits from the 2000s. You want to still be I making music. What that, do you but do? I think you can still make it work. I mean, let's not forget she's that she's not that old. Like I think Madonna's older. True. I think Madonna is much older from memory. Yeah. So um, and age really shouldn't be a barrier. Need to be so daggy. But the video yeah. is shocking. It looks like it was filmed in Britney Spears's infamous living room that she films all her Instagram reels in. <laughs> and they went into the costume box that she's had in there for 20 years and Britney yes. filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh, my God. Well, Shania, you gave it a good red-hot go, hun. And, um, you know, greatest of all time, literally, and, and groundbreaker. And, and no music she makes now will take away from that and, and no. the legacy that she leaves. So let's not worry about that. Um, let's move on to modern icon S.G. Lewis alongside Ty Dolla Sign. And who's the other one on it? Um, uh, lucky Day. Lucky Day. I mean, Lucky Day, a former collaborator of S.G. Lewis. Um, Ty, personally, I think, makes so much sense on this record. So have you, much. Have you watched the song Exploder of Ty Dolla Sign on I Netflix? I haven't. Have the, the USB carts not arrived at, <laughs> at America with the song Exploder on it? <laughs> no, I haven't so, seen the song Exploder Netflix series at all. You get such a glimpse into the kind of kind of creative and kind of musician that Ty is and he's so much more than we give him credit for and I think we give him credit for a lot deservedly but he's just a genius and he's so holistic and I think the way that SG makes music makes so much sense for Ty to be on this record because it's a lot more funk stuff in there there's a lot more real instrumentation and it gives him an opportunity to you know still be himself but but flex out into another lane lucky day is always amazing sg lewis is timeless and unstoppable times is still like i've got like 25 records i've started my record collection now i like 25 records nine times out of ten on a friday night when i'm choosing what to play i'll just put times on again yeah and just play it's such a a good vibe record isn't it it's just perfect, yeah. So I think this song's a perfect next evolution. The couple of tracks he put out in between um, Times and This, I think, have been brilliant as well. And I think it's going to be another amazing album from an, a really timeless dance creator. Yeah, he's really hit his stride right now. This is an absolute bop. That's I, you've you've said it perfectly. So I'm not going to add more, but thanks. It's definitely a bop. Music journalist era. Red Car, brand new project from Christine and the Queens. I'm very confused about how this all works, but I'm also very here for it. So Christine and the Queens is now Red Car and using he, him pronouns. Presents Red Car because if there's something that Christine and the Queens needed, it was two more words on the name. Couldn't agree more. It'd be like Florence and the Machine presents Presents Whirling Derby. Harps. Harps. Are we going we're going harps or harps harps? <laughs> I like the double. I like the double. I think it needs to be harps, breath, harps. <laughs> it would be so Florence to put a written breath in the name of a project. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Red Car. The first single from the project that comes in November is Rien de- I, I'm going to say it wrong, Rien Dia. It means say nothing in French. <laughs> 
well, I you think should have taken her just... ad- his advice. <laughs> I should have. As should you. Right. Let's talk about the song. Your thoughts. I love it. It's it's great. It's um, I don't know. It, I I don't really understand what the difference is with this project because to me it just sounds like classic Christine the Queens. It's like mm. synthy, haunting, like a little bit dark, very cinematic, very over the top, like just classic Christine. So yep. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I'm here for it. Whatever, I don't care what they call it. It does feel like a classic Christine record and stuff that drew us into him in the first place. But, you know, we've got to explore different parts of our personality and we've got to explore different worlds. And I was reading a little bit more about what he wants from this project. And, you know, the idea is this is a concept and this is a, you know, this is going to be a show. and The, the yeah. whole thing around this is going to be, you know, a performance of sorts. And I think that's really exciting for him to to be able to explore that. Um, and yeah, the song is just, it's timeless and classic and, and perfect Chris stuff. And yeah, it's an absolute bop for me. Mike Dean EPing the record. Um, really? You know, yeah. Which that's is just interesting. massive. It's, I think Christine and the Queens was on the last um, 070 Shake record, which is oh, Mike Dean yeah. often. So maybe that's where that, that connection originated, but I'm not sure. That's a good thought. We'll have to get yeah. that confirmed. Yeah, um, let me send some emails to my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Red Car. Uh, moving on to another European in Alma. Summer really hurt us. I mean, this is a classic, you know, I've been partying too much and now I'm finding myself kind of pop song. What's your thoughts? I love it. It's like the first one from her in a long time that I've like sat up and listened to. It's mm. like a real classic pop song. Nothing nothing fancy, just great melody, great concept, great chorus. That like I'm I'm really impressed actually. What about you? I'm not as impressed. I don't think oh it's a God, massive return. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a take. return. She's had quite a few songs. I haven't heard them. <laughs> And that's on her. and that's on her. Um, you know, I like I like the kind of eighties thing that she's going for, but everyone's doing that at the moment. And the top line's <laughs> not setting me on fire. The whole concept's done. Um, but, blah, blah, but, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, I hear you out with your shit takes. You can hear mine sometimes. Now I'm just not one hundred percent there with this one, but you know, good on Alma. Always here for Alma. Um, May she long live Alma. All right. <laughs> Moving on. 1975, All I Need to Hear. Um, first song this year to make me cry on first listen. That's all I need to hear. Wow. What I'll say about this. What's your thoughts? Yeah, what, a, what an emotional sucker punch this song is. Mm. I'm not Have being sarcastic. No, I was, yeah. I was saying you're right. I understand why you're emotional about it. Yeah, it... Um, it, no need to be I think a what bitch, it is with I'll them. Make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally punch you in the arm if I was in the same room as you. Not, e- <laughs> not even exaggerating. Um, I I said this in a TikTok, which you can follow at Nick. I don't even know. Just search Nick Kelly. You'll fucking find it somewhere. Um, the <laughs> the TikTok I made. I was talking about how earnestness in music is an interesting concept. I don't think you can make a song that's this earnest if you haven't been, if that's all you do. If you only make music that's this earnest and this serious yes. and this sort of like self, you know, 
it's sort of a bit lame it could be considered. Yeah. But that's if you do this consistently. But because Maddie has been so smart in that most of the music is so fucking self-aware and self-deprecating yeah. and is so situationally aware, he has afforded himself people's ears to tune in for that three and a half minutes of this song. Yeah. And there's been songs on the past albums where he's done the same thing and dived a bit deeper. Very cleverly And, and dived placed. a little bit more interesting. Yeah, they're very cleverly placed and it's this is the right time to do this because we've had a few fun records in a row since yeah. they started, you know, re- releasing stuff from this album. Um and, and this is the perfect time to do it. And this is and it, people listen and people take it seriously because Maddie yeah. has afforded himself people's tuned in ears to actually listen when he's got something serious to talk about and something honest. And I think to do that and do it with such simple instrumentation around it and it, it's a perfect earnest record. I think it's, yeah. it's going to go down as one of their best. Yeah, I totally agree. But you're so right. When you do that earnest thing over and over and over and over again, it loses its impact. But when people are expecting you to make some smart-ass comment about, like, Theresa May or something, and you don't, and you just give this with very gentle, simple production, which, by the way, Jack Antonoff is killing it on this record with 1975. Um, Yeah, what a moment. Such a bop. Might be my, my pick of the week, actually. Yeah, hands down my pick of the week. And and it's so funny. We talk about these big, you know, bombastic pop songs all the time. And then something like this comes along and from the right person and the right voice and said the right way, um, it just comes and takes the cake. Sometimes less is more, but it comes after you've given so much already. And I think it needs to strike at the right moment. And it it this is genuine authenticity in music. People often associate this earnest kind of stuff with authenticity and you see yeah. old rock dogs whinging about, you know, not hearing earnest music anymore. But there is plenty of earnest music out there. It's just being it, it's being milked a bit too much and the wrong, you know, emotions that don't necessarily haven't necessarily fully formed yet are being turned into full songs that don't necessarily yeah. need to be released. And I think young artists make this mistake quite often. I think everything's got to be earnest and serious to be taken seriously. When if you if you speak to the whole human condition, the whole human condition is not serious and sad all the time. Yeah. The human condition is that you have those moments in conjunction with moments of laughter of moments of positivity and introspection that's a little bit more sort of satirical and humorous about yourself yeah. you know not and not everyone's exactly like that not everyone's built exactly the same way where you've got this perfect balance but that is the human condition and i think maddie who has gone through enough in life to know that um is able to bring that better than most artists are yeah yeah absolutely and if you've just joined us you're listening to nick kelly's new uh philosophical podcast <laughs> the human condition the Four Corners, as I call it. <laughs> um, Let's wrap final the song. bloody pop-in up. Yeah, one of the great pop-ins. We'll make it a bit quicker next week. Um, all right, flow. I mean... They've got everything they need to be superstars, right? Is there anything missing in your eyes, Sam Murphy? No, and I think they're doing... I've had a lot of um, discourse about flow this week. Their biggest criticism that is being thrown at them is that it's too nostalgic. It's too reliant on the girl groups of the early 2000s, late 90s. But I like the angle that that's a good place to start because one, you're not buying into the trends that are happening right now and jumping on a trend that's going to make you um, kind of irrelevant in a year's time. They're honing into the classics of a girl group, which is all about chemistry 
and it's all about the vocals and the and the harmonies and they've got that all down mnek is in the studio with them working magic they've got a great vibe together as a group and i just think that they're gonna fly yep Hands down. I mean, MNEK enters a second decade of being a, a top-tier producer now at only yeah. 27. And I, I genuinely think this is the act that is going to make... I mean, MNEK has no shortage of hits and no yeah. shortage of hits with incredible artists, but this is going to be the record and, and the, the, the act that makes him the dark child of the new wave. I yeah. really believe that. I think he is just a genius in terms of every aspect of... Of, of, of creation um, yeah. and he's he's another one who as an artist has been through you know high massive highs and massive lows yeah. and I think being able to impart that side of it the business knowledge onto an act like flow as well as that incredible innate musicality um, he's going to be able to develop that act just so so marvelously as he already has um, and yeah they have everything they need to go to go absolutely bunter um, this, this I don't think is going to be the song that does it quite yet, but they're going to no. have a, you know, they're going to have a Destiny's Child Say My Name level thing. It's already recorded, at some point. I think. Yeah, I, think it's I agree. There. Yeah. Let's just say October is going to be a big month. Poptober, I'm calling it. Oh, are you? Because we have Trevelu, we have Carly Rae Jepsen, and then we have Taylor Swift as well, which is a massive, massive month. and It's a huge month. Yeah, it's huge. So we're going to have plenty to talk about in upcoming pop-ins. But for now... We'll see you over the other side. Um, if you tap into the playlist right now, you'll see another episode up. It is our first Flop Stars for Season 6. We are diving into Britney Spears' glory. She may be having a little bit more glory on the charts right now and a glorious return to music, but does her 2016 efforts stack up against the rest? Find out in Episode 1, Season 6 of Flop Stars, and we'll catch you for a pop-in next week. I'm excited. Bye. Flop Stars. <laughs>